We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land that this podcast is being recorded on, the Wajak people of Perth region. We recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and community and pay our respects to them and their cultures and to elders both past and present. There's three sides to every story. There's my side, your side and the truth. Come on girls, let's go shopping. That's not a knife. <laughs> this is a knife. What are you looking at? Rolling in a boy jumping man. You're mad, you bastard. Far around you. Swear to Christ, Liz, you get a bag of all sorts in here, mate. Welcome to Wook Wook. G'day and welcome to Last New Wave. I'm Andrew Pearce and this is a podcast that looks at the wide and breed landscape that is Australian cinema. In this episode, I managed to tick off a major wish list guest that I'd really always hoped to interview on this show. And thanks to his new film, Sweet Country, I've managed to do that. And that's Warwick Thornton, who is a, one of Australia's greatest filmmakers. Uh, he has been working since way back when, in 1998, when Rachel Perkins directed Radiance, which is a fantastic film that everybody should seek out. And then really hit it big in 2009 with Samson and Delilah, which is a stunning film. And it's taken a little bit of time, but 2018 has shown that uh, he is not a one-trick pony. He is still a superb director with his follow-up film, Sweet Country, hitting cinemas around Australia just last week. So let's have a listen to the trailer and we'll be back with the interview with Warwick Thornton. taken over North Creek Station. I need to fix up my trap yard. I was wondering if you could help me. Where'd you get your black stock from? Oh, no. We're all equal here. All equal in the eyes of the Lord. Come on. No, 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 no. Shut up! Shut up! Come on, you little bastard! Ah. You run away, I'll shoot you for desertion! You give me that boy, you hide it! You let him out! You harboring a prisoner! Harry March is dead. A black fella Sam killed him. You see it? No. Sorry, sir. There's been a shooting. We gonna catch this murder? Yes, boss. When? Real soon, boss. Sam's way smarter than we are. All these days, we never come within two miles of him. He's probably sitting out there now, looking at you, laughing. I'm not going back. I know he's here somewhere. I'm going to get him. Sam, coming for you. It won't be long. It won't be long, Sam! Why did you run, Mr. Kelly? I shot a white fella. It's good beer. Other side. Yeah. The dark side, the other side. <laughs> uh, so thanks for sitting down and having a chat about your superb film. All right, thank you. And as, as you were saying before, you know, it's been getting a lot of praise. So I won't start off with a question about 
how you're feeling with all this this praise and all that kind of stuff. I want to start back at Radiance. Jesus. Which was, you know, growing up for me was one of my favourite films. Cool. And certainly one of the films which... Blue in the Hour. Yeah. Yeah, Rachel Perkins. Yeah. It's a brilliant film. It's a great film. And my exposure to Indigenous cinema uh, I t- I turned, through that way was great. I turned 26 on that movie. I had wow. my 26th birthday on that movie, yeah. And it was the first film that you shot as well, is that right? A uh, feature, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, feature film. So yeah. I want to know how your journey has been, what you've learnt since doing Radiance to coming to Sweet Country. Um, never trust a drug dealer. <laughs> or always delete after you talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, yeah. What have I learned? God. Um, but story is everything. That's the real truth of it. You yeah. Know? If you don't have a good story, don't expect anything to, you know. You can still, it still might get made, but don't expect longevity or, you know. Sure. You know, it's, it's about story. It's about, that's the most empowering thing. Um, and, you know, a good idea isn't enough. Yeah. You know, yeah. it needs to be whole. Yeah. And you need to have a fire inside you to make it a real reason for being. A reason that's more than ego or finance. You know, it needs to be, what can I do to help society, you know, and change or, or look or think. You know, I think that they're really important things, you know. Because we don't get access to the screen very often, and I find yeah. I find that um, it's not a right the the screen, you know, as a director, it's not a right. So how do you mean? What do you mean by it's not a right? Like well, it's if you got something to say, you know what I mean? It's sort of it's just, you, you have to you have to really you know since this country we don't make very many movies and we shouldn't squander it. We yes. shouldn't squander it on popcorn. The, the stories that yeah. we, we want to tell about our country. So what do you think that Australian cinema needs to do to tell more Australian stories? Because one get of the get things... Get stories. Yeah. Not, not fucking remaking old stories to start with. Yeah, we don't need a Stormboy remake. We don't no, need... You know, <laughs> you know, a good friend of mine directed that, but it's like... Well, yeah. you know, some of those, but we should be talking to the producers about that. It's like, come on, guys, this, you know, it's sort of like when, you know, and, and another good friend of mine's management producer is about to make um, another Ned Kelly. And yeah. it's like, you know what, there's so many amazing stories out there that are really important that, that people, the world, the world, let alone Australia, don't even, they have no, don't even know about, you know what I mean? And, the, you know, and they're just as empowering as a Ned Kelly or a sweet country, you know, and we should be, we, I think that that's we should be looking at stuff that way that makes sense yeah so how important for you as a filmmaker is it to tell australian history because one of the things which i love about sweet country besides it's the visual power that you've got on screen which is phenomenal thank you but the history that you provide in the film as well you know there's glimpses of the story of the kelly gang which Mm -hmm. i don't think i recalled actually seeing in a feature film Mm -hmm. you know any footage of essentially the first film. So how important is it for you to tell that kind of history? Um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's more important the truth, in a way. A reality base. You know, if you're going to make hard films that, that I, you know, I make, you know, Samson Delilah and this one, they're both just as hard as each other. Um, they, for me, it's, it's about the truth, in a way. And giving people access to stuff that they're not... The education system, cur- curriculum's really failed Australia in, 
in what our history actually is and how our, how this country was actually built. And mm. um, sadly, it's 2018, and I'm trying to. It's not. It's not. A, it's not. A, it's not a. You know. It's not a. It's not a piece of curriculum with an exam at the end. This movie, but I'm still am trying to teach Australia bits about our history that actually are not. They actually haven't had access to. Hasn't been talked about before. It's very late in this country's life to be actually talking about this now, but someone has to do it. Well, I think the film that comes to mind for me that is kind of similar to yours is Chant of Jimmy Blacksmith, which is a great film, and unfortunately, just like Sweet Country, that both are very relevant to today, which yeah. is devastating to see that, you know, I shouldn't be watching this film and going, this kind of stuff is still occurring. Yeah, yeah. Right? So it's... It's powerful to see that. Yeah. What films did you look back on as an inspiration as a filmmaker? Oh, God, I don't know. Or filmmakers, maybe Rachel Perkins, for example. Or... No, she's a dickhead. <laughs> no, I love it, she's awesome. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know, they, they all come and go in a way. You know, every, every director's guilty of making a brilliant film and a really shit one. You know, they say... It adds and flows, and if I say some name today, it'll be different tomorrow. Sure. Depending on who, who I am tomorrow, which split personalities rocked up, you know, when I wake up. Um, I don't know, you know, there's, there's all sorts. You know, Malik has always been a, a good, you know, a good, solid hitter. Kubrick, you know, this is wonderful big names like that there. Misho, you know, mm. he's made some amazing stuff. He's made some crap too, you know. So it's it's kind of... But Maddox made crap. Kubrick's made crap. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of, it just depends how many beers you've had or <laughs> what kind of sleep you had to what kind of film or director, you know. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. So I wonder where's the, the difference? Martin Horton's made crap. No, I disagree with that. <laughs> Wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. And especially, I mean, you know, people will think that you've been quiet in between the years since Samson and Delilah and Sweet yeah, Country. Yeah, yeah. But you've been quite busy. Yeah, know? I was in rehab. Yeah, and you did Why You Don't Need a Map as well. Yeah, We Don't Need a Map and The yeah. Dark Side. And I shot Sapphires for Wayne Blair. And what else did I shot? I shot another. I was in Bulgaria with Wayne Blair. We did this film called um, September's of Shiraz. Uh, yeah, no, I've been busy. Yeah, yeah. Been busy. I've been writing too, so there's a whole lot of other movies that are, you yeah. know up my sleeve like aces and poker game kind of thing so cheating yeah <laughs> what's been the has there been pressure on you since Samson and Delilah in making films uh, only pressure from people who want to make money out of me and sure. as soon as they want to do that I just tell them to get fucked you know what I mean I just laugh at them you know yeah if I make five really good films in my whole career well that's better than 20 shit ones as far as I'm concerned so you know if they take they take their time they take their time yeah. Well, you're off to a good start. That's the main thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where do you differ as a director versus a cinematographer? Because you've done a lot of lensing for different people, and yeah. they all look stunning. Yeah. You know, that, and you know, not to say that your films don't look stunning. They do. They're even more impressive. But well, I'm cinem- just curious. Cinematographer's like the superhero, mm-hmm. and then directing's like the, the guy who makes the gadgets for the superhero. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> he does all the hard work. Right? Yeah. Like Batman and um, what's Batman's? Um... Oh, like Robin and no, no, Al- Alfred and Alfred. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's out there tinkering on the Batmobile every time Batman trashes it. You know, it's kind of that kind of weird world. Directing's really, really hard. Cinematography is just really good fun, and you play with all the toys. 
Yeah, and what, like, what drives is it? What what drives you as a cinematographer? I guess is the word I'm looking for. You know what? I, I think my ego is the cinematographer. Sure. And you know the reality is the direction. You know what I mean? And what drives me as a cinematographer is um, annoying other cinematographers by <laughs> doing pretty shots. You know, which is weird, you know what I mean? But there is, it's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's cinematography is this massive, weird, ego-y, kind of artistic, auteur, slightly crazy, but, you know, genius, yeah. you know, specimen of humanity who, who should have become a painter with oil rather than, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Are you that good? So, but, then there's <laughs> the director who's just like nuts and bolts, hard work, grinding, you know, blood yeah. on the fingertips kind of, yeah. So, whereas, that, you know, the cinematographer is like running around in a dress going, I'm a lady. <laughs> well, one of the things which you've mentioned about Sweet Country is you didn't want it from like an eagle eye. You wanted it from... Yeah, it had to be, you know, we had to be grounded, the camera had to be grounded slightly under the eye line so we never, never um, dictated with the cheap little cinematic tools like, you know, under eye line empowered, uh, above the eye line, disempowered. We didn't, I didn't want to play any of that kind of crap. So it's uh, it pretty well, except for Philomac, we look down on Philomac occasionally in the film, but um, under everyone's eye line, so we don't, as, 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 a, as a director, I don't, or as a cinematographer, I'm not judging who's better than anybody else in yeah. the film. And no helicopter shots, no crazy drones. Drones are dated, you know, you know they're sort of, I find them very, very painful nowadays because, you know, we can't, as an audience member, if you want to make a really reality-based film, um, well, we don't turn into eagles in reality and look down on, you know what I mean? So I just wanted the film to be, we are there at that time, in that place, you know, kind of cinema. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, just, and it's simple, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's not much. That's not much. It's not, it's not like some great auteur-y idea. It's just, it's just really basic kind of tiny little things that help yeah. make a film a little bit a little bit stronger. Yeah. But it's it's something which, you know, the average cinema goer may not notice, but it, it helps strengthen yeah. the film quite a bit. And it's the most important thing is it's not noticed. Yeah. For me as a cinema the best cinema, cinema the best cinematography I've ever seen I've never seen because I was typically watching the movie. You know what I mean? As soon as, you, as soon as you go, wow, how did they get that shot? Oh, my God. Well, suddenly, as an audience member, I'm out of the film. I'm not in the film. I'm not in the story anymore. I'm, I'm back in the cinema sitting next to, you know, the guy with the popcorn. That's you it. Know? And that's kind of, that's the bad, that's bad cinematography. You yeah. know, when it's that, you know, when it, when it is the ego alter, I'm a lady, kind of, in a dress, kind of, work thought and ego. Well, it's got to be high out in a dress in the, the yeah. middle of the desert and stuff like that as well. No, absolutely, you know. Why can't <laughs> men wear dresses? That's ridiculous. Oh, it's we perfectly should be fine. It's bloody, it's the hottest country in the world, you know. Why couldn't we, why aren't we allowed to wear dresses? There, there's no reason. I mean, having nothing underneath has got to be nice and refreshing, I can absolutely. imagine. Absolutely. I'm sure it would be, you know. And it's kind of, it, it is, you know, it's sort of, so it's, that's cinematography to me. Yeah. You know, it's it's incredibly, it's, it's, it, but it is all to do with your ego. And, and part of your ego is to pull it all back and hide it all. And it's really important to um, to not show, not to go, hey, here's a trick I've learnt. Mm. You know what I mean? That's the worst thing you can do in cinema. It needs to be all driven by story at all. You know, when I, I have a theory, and I, I try and do it every time, but you, you have to fight it. 
Um, but every time I read a script or every time I write a script, I have to actually erase how to direct how I directed the last movie because I don't want to bring all my tricks or all my crap from the last movie onto this. Because this one, every script should tell you how to be the director of it rather than you walk on and go, this is how I direct and I'm going to change the script to suit me as a director. See, well, then you're killing the story. The story should tell you how to direct. And you have to reinvent yourself as a director every time you make a movie. So with a great script like what you're working with here, how do you combine everything together with casting, great script, obviously your direction? Yeah. Because it's a perfectly cast film with a bunch of unknown actors as well and yeah. really pivotal roles. Well, you start at, you start at uh, A and you get to Z, I guess, you know. It's just, you know, the script has some problems, so you start working on them. You start building the script, um, you know, for a final, for the screen, sure. the realities of the screen. Um, and at the same time, you've got a wish list of actors, so you send it off to them, and they either come back with, they can, they love it and they can do it, or they can, they come back with, they're, they're too busy, or they come back with, they love it, but they want a whole lot of changes, and you've got to balance all that kind of ideas, you know what I mean? Um, and then you... You've got the logistics of location, and yeah, so you just sort of potter through it. You know? yeah. 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 So we're in 2018 now, and yeah. your film's opening up the year as one of the best reviewed Australian films around. Yeah. Most importantly, it's one of the best, you know, kind of flagship Indigenous cinema for Australia. Yeah. And I'm curious for you as an Indigenous filmmaker, yeah. where you see Indigenous films going forward from here. You know, like, it, it is. It's an interesting one because you know I can give up directing or cinematography, but I can't give up being Aboriginal. Mm-hmm. Can't wash that one out of my hair, you know. It's um. You know, what does make an Indigenous filmmaker? You know, what is it? And I'm still, I'm still looking for that. I'm still struggling with that. Yeah. And I want it to be something unique. And I want it to be, I want it to be something special. But you know, when I started out. You couldn't. There's no way in the world you could tell the difference between me and another director, black or white. You know what I mean? Because I basically was emulating the masters that I thought they were, that I believed in. You sure. know what I mean? So, well, that, that's not really indigenous, is it? You know. So, but I slowly, and it probably might, it might be the last film that actually that I ever make before I die, will be the one. Well, maybe I won't even ever get there. But I am looking and trying to strike for what is an indigenous. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? I think things like getting rid of the music, the score in yeah, the film, is yeah. me slowly recognising something indigenous. I don't, want to hear, I don't want to hear the cue for you to cry. I don't want to create that cue. I want you to cry on your own merits of what you believe as an audience member is cryable yep. in this movie. I don't want to put that cue in there. I want you to listen to the most amazing soundtrack in the world, which is the desert. Yeah. And the sound of the wind in the in 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 the in the pines, and the the crunch of the 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 foot on the sand, and the cricket. You know that's that's what I want, and, and maybe that's where this indigenous director is coming from, is that the sound of the, the desert and that connection that you're making when you're watching the movie is much more important than a hundred violins. Mm. So that's maybe where I'm starting to learn to become what is an indigenous uh, filmmaker. 
Yeah. But there's, there should be more than that. But you know what I mean? So, but that, is, that, is that what it is? It, I think that's where it's starting to come from. And I'm practicing, and I'm, you know, yeah. doctor says I'm getting better. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> well, I think it's a fantastic film. And Me one too. of the things which I absolutely love, we'll wrap up in a second because you've got a Q&A to go to, but one of the things I do love, as you were mentioning, is the sound of Australia. Yeah. And I don't think we've seen that in Australian cinema before at the, in the way that you yeah. show in this film. The sound I could have put, put the picnic... Well, the sound of Australia for a while there was a panpipe. Oh, yeah. From picnic <laughs> and hanging rocks, which, yeah. is, which is very haunting. I love yeah. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've never worked out... You know what I mean? How they got that matching up with that particular story. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Strange, strange way it yeah. worked. Because, yeah. you know, because it's a mystery. But... In a strange way, it's the most horrible connection you'll ever hear in your entire life. <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah. So the last question... Well, they, are they making, they're making that again, aren't they? They are a TV series. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to put... You know, what, 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 what's the soundtrack of Australia in the TV series for picking the hanging rock? We'll see. We'll, is there, is we'll there too out. much pan flute? <laughs> well, is there going to be pan flute? Is that, is that the... You know what I mean? Are they going to be that close to the bone of um, making a remake? That's anyway, that's going to be funny to watch. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. So last question, which I ask everybody who I interview. Damn you. Which is a question about what Australian film you recommend people seek out. Um, it doesn't have to be the best. It's just something that you really appreciate. Oh, God. Here I am. <laughs> My ex-wife's movie. I love it. And, and nobody went and watched it, so you should all go and watch it. You bastards. Which one was that? Here I am. Uh, set in Adelaide. Uh, it's a fantastic film. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. yeah. I picked it up on DVD when I was in Melbourne a few years ago. Yeah. So I absolutely loved it. Yeah, go and watch Here I Am. It's beautiful. Yeah. That's an Australian film. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. Cool. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Cheers, Bob. Cheers. No worries. So that was the great Warwick Thornton talking about his film Sweet Country as well as his career going all the way back to Radiance and everything in between. Uh, he really is a fantastic director and, and Australia is lucky to have him creating films for us and for the audience at large. So with that in mind, make sure to head along to go and see Sweet Country. Um, my opinion on it is uh, well-versed. I mentioned it a couple of times on the previous episodes. I gave it five stars. I think it is one of the great Australian films ever made. Uh, I do highly recommend seeing it on as big a screen as possible. And with that in mind as well, also make sure international listeners uh, to check out when it comes around your way and make sure to see it because it is really, really worth seeing. That's really enough from me. Make sure to follow us on social media, AB Film Review, on both Facebook and on Twitter. And also head over to the website, abfilmreview.com, to check out previous episodes as well as read written reviews by myself or Jeanette or Travis over there. So lots of really great content. As well as heading over to the OzCast Network and listening to other great Australian podcasts. That's all. Keep on watching Australian cinema, and I'll see you in the next episode of The Lightning Wave.